Hello and welcome to episode number 74 of the Hobbies and Happiness podcast, where we talk all about the hobby that makes us happy, tabletop gaming. I'm one of your hosts, Dan. And I'm Jim. And today, we're going to be talking about organized play in card games. Right. Welcome to today's episode, everybody. Before we get into the episode, we can talk about our sponsor, Amazon Audible. If you head over to our affiliate link, www.audibletrial.com forward slash hobbies and happiness, you can sign up for your free 30-day trial of Amazon's Audible service. You like audiobooks? Like reading? I know I've mentioned it before. My wife loves to read. I don't have the time to read. Mm-hmm. Um, books are fun. Books are great. I enjoy fiction. I enjoy, I, I enjoy a lot of fiction books myself. Mm-hmm. I enjoy a good story. I also enjoy uh, nonfiction books and more so books by um, inspirational authors. Somebody like Simon Sinek. I know we've, we talked about him, I believe, uh, on, on the last episode or the episode yep. before that. One of the two. Um, Simon Sinek is a great author, very ins- inspiring guy. Um, one of his one of the, his books that he wrote that I absolutely love, it's called Find Your Why. If you head over to follow that affiliate link, sign up for your free your free trial of Amazon's Audible service, you can get that book for free. That's right, you can get that audiobook for free. If you follow our affiliate link, check out that book, Find Your Why by Simon Sinek. A fantastic book, super helpful from a leadership standpoint, but also like just a general standpoint of, of it's gonna help you in your everyday life. Really, he helps you kind of nail down and answer your question of find your why. Like, why do you do the things that you do? And like, when you answer that question, um, it just helps you so much have such great focus in your life. Um, and then from a leadership standpoint, it really helps that trickle down to your employees, your your team. Um, and so many people can, like if you're leading an organization, it's gonna be so helpful. So I definitely highly recommend you check out Simon Sinek's book, Find Your Why, Follow our affiliate link, www.audibletrial.com forward slash hobbies and happiness. You can get a free credit so you can you can um, redeem that credit for that audiobook added to your account. And what's even better is if your name is on Prime member, you get two free credits. And then if you want, if you don't like the service, you can cancel at the before the end of the 30 days and you get to keep those books that you got. You get to keep those books on your account. So again, head over to our affiliate link, audibletrial.com forward slash hobbies and happiness to sign up for your free 30-day trial today. Okay, with that out of the way, um, so this this topic has been uh, um, kind of been pretty prevalent in our circles recently. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, before we get into it, honestly, I, I want to again shout out Lorcanacast. Uh, they they recently did a few weeks ago. They did an episode all about organized play, and then kind of um, referring it to uh, excuse me, applying it to Disney Lorcana, which. Stay tuned towards the end of the episode. We're going to make some applications to that game. <laughs> we always do. But, you know, and I've mentioned this before. Like, it's it's just, it's a, it's kind of a great case study. Yeah. I say case study because it's not even out yet, right? But it's just, we have all these topics and it's like, man, this is something that we can really mm-hmm. make these applications now. And mm-hmm. then, like, in a year, kind of see where things shook out and, like, see if we got what we wanted or... Lorcana, the good thing about it is, right, like... They have all this stuff that they could be doing, right, Uh, in terms of all the things that we've talked about in the past of what makes card games, like, uh, profitable or good and blah, blah, blah. And it's like they have all the resources that can be like, oh, yeah, this is what we need to get it done. And then it's like, but what are they going to do? So are they going to listen? Lot of work. Are they going to listen to us? Probably not. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> but like, it, it, but there's it, a lot of stuff for them. But to right, do. like it's it's like you have people like us, mm-hmm. like on our show, like we give our two cents, we give our opinions, yeah. And then you have other people who give their opinions too. Yep. But then you have the designers who they're the ones making the decisions, right? Yep. They are, you know, they are in charge of you know making these decisions and terminations for the health and future of their game. So it's yeah. like we're sitting on 
pins and needles, like waiting to see like, <laughs> all right, well, what are they going to do? What are they going to do? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's like, it's fun. It's fun being in a position to where you get to talk about this kind of stuff. And then you're, you're, I, I don't want to say we're directly involved, but like we have a front row seat, yes. like we have a front row seat. And then it's like, we're just waiting <laughs> to see what, what these people are going to do. And then, you know, just then they'll make the decision and then we'll react to it. Yep. Right. Yep. And then, you know, go about our merry way. But, um, yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting, uh, I think to also kind of see what kind of community involvement they're going to have, um, mm. with, uh, like content creators, you know, like we've said before, but just the community in general and just kind of see what, what kind of involvement they're going to look for. Um, because that's, that's kind of a big thing. Like, you know, especially when we talk about the tabletop space card games, you know, community involvement is kind of big because like if you don't have community involvement eventually the, it will it will become a dead game yeah right right yeah i mean exactly if you don't have people that play your game yeah right what do you what do you have then you have a game that no one plays but at that point is it a game what makes a yes. game a game <laughs> i i assume it's still a game it's yeah, just yeah, not right. a played game right 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 i i was more i was more looking at it from the same point of it's just something that's sitting there. It's just since it's not actively uh, being used, yeah. like it's it's kind of like it's kind of like uh, that phrase, you know, if a tree falls in the forest and there's no one here to hear it, mm-hmm. does it make a sound? Yes. It's a, yeah. Correct. Right. Yes, it does. It, it, right. <laughs> but it's it's. I think it's. I think it's that kind of thought exercise. It's <laughs> right. like yes, it's still a game, although it's not being played and no one's playing it. <laughs> yeah, it is still yeah. that thing. It's yeah. it's still a game, right? Mm-hmm. Um, kind of a weird thing to 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 <laughs> talk about, but you know, that's this is what we do, right? It's what we do here on the Exchange Podcast. <laughs> all right, so we're talking all about all about organized play again. Shouting out again, Lorconicast. Go check out their episode. Uh, they did it in two parts. A great episode. You need to go check it out. Uh, talk all about organized play and what they're looking for in Disney Lorcana. So, um, I, again, the way we're going to start it is what we do with normal episodes is defining our terms. So, organized play. So, Jim, like, if I were to ask you what is organized play, like, what is organized play in your mind? And then we'll kind of, kind of go, we'll go from there. Uh, okay. Um, organized play. I see at, um, it can be like any venue, right? It could be a smaller or it could be, you know, larger events. Um, but it's a gathering of people coming to play a specific game, either casually or competitively. So, um, the way that I view organized play and I, and, and I believe this is the way that the term is viewed in the industry Mm -hmm. is when you specifically are talking about organized play, that's specifically referring to, um, the designers of the game and, um, their involvement and or programs to have events, whether that be specific local events, national events Mm -hmm. or whatever their programs are to have these, um, I mean, for lack of a better word, events, right? Yeah. Tournaments. Um, I mean, tournaments is kind of, I mean, because they're basically all tournaments. Yeah, they're, they're yeah, basically they all be. tournaments. Because again, yeah. like, what's a tournament? Well, you're all playing mm-hmm. You're all playing a game together and then there's going to be one winner of the entire thing, essentially, yeah. right? Yeah. So. Which, it, not just tournaments, I, f- I found out when, uh, when they actually did one of the reboots for Vanguard, mm-hmm. they had an organized thing set up to where uh, they'd have members of the Bushi Road uh, company go out to specific locals, local ter- uh, locals game stores, mm-hmm. and they would actually host, be hosting like seminars of how to play the game, and they'd oh. also be giving you stuff as well. So it's not just tournaments. Yeah. So and and that's and I that and that's very interesting too <laughs> yeah. because I think that seems like it would be very helpful for a mm-hmm. game to continue to grow yeah. because very often, right? If you're if you're if you go to go to your LGS, okay, you know there's a game, there's a tournament being held for a game that you don't necessarily play. Yeah. So I mean, we've all been there, right? Where we're sitting, we're sitting around a table, we're watching these people play <laughs> this game that 
we don't know what game it is because yep. we've never played it. That's our learned Vanguard. Right? Well, right. <laughs> and so, I mean, there's plenty of people that come to my mind yeah. um, where I saw them play Vanguard or play yeah. something else. Like, what are you guys playing? Right. Yeah. And it's just them two playing. And if I wanted to learn how to play, I'd have to talk to them. Mm-hmm. But it'd be really nice if there was someone whose specific job it was to be there yeah. to just teach other people who are interested yep. about the game. Like a shop owner. Well, you will right, but <laughs> yeah, like, but specifically I, from I, the company, yeah. correct. I always think that is the job of every shop owner. Yeah, right. Is yeah. that that should be part of your job description, if, yep. if you ask me. Um, but yeah, I, I think I think one avenue of these organized play programs mm-hmm. could sh- could and should be just that is to have a rep. Yeah. You know, go into these local stores to specifically be there to answer questions and to teach the local community about the game, yep. right? Now, yeah. then the the question then comes into logistics, profitability, is it worth it? Are we, how much money are we losing? Yeah. You know, because I mean, that's basically that's marketing, mm-hmm. right? And marketing, marketing is that department where you got to make, you got to answer all those questions of, is it, is it viable? Is it profitable? And is it worth it for us as a company to put this money into this marketing campaign, for instance? Okay. Yeah. All right. So when we talk about organized play, I mean, we're specifically referring to these types of programs. Okay. These pro these programs from the manufacturer designers of these games, where they set up, they partner, they partner not only with local with local shops, but also even national organizations. Think Channel Fireball. These larger, yeah. uh, these larger people to host yeah. to host tournaments. Um, and to get people out to play these events for their game. Okay, mm-hmm. a big part of organized play is what are known as OP kits. Okay, essentially, what an OP kit is is basically it's what do you get for participating in said event? Okay, yeah. so Jim, like you've been in this space for quite a long time. Okay? Yeah, a while. <laughs> so what I w- what what I would like you to share with and. I know like Jim and and I know he'll probably and he's talked about this before, right? But the type of player that you are is you're most you're not s- so much in it to be like competitive, you're just in it to have fun and be social. Yeah. Correct? Yeah, pretty much. Right. Cuz uh what I've learned, no matter how badly I think I'm competitive in it, I I'm not actually competitive <laughs> in it at all. Well, it's and it's <laughs> funny too because like when we were getting ready for, we've talked about the the, the AF tournament, yeah. okay? When we were playing Modern for Magic: The Gathering, right? He helped you, like you were you were prepping, you were help yeah. you were helping prep me yeah. and some other people. Yeah. But you're just like, I don't even know if I'm gonna play. <laughs> and then we end up sh- we show up, and he's like, I'm not gonna yeah, play. I'm not even and gonna he play just it. walked around and just you know hung out with us the whole day. <laughs> Yeah, I did a little bit of judging. Yeah, <laughs> I, I did like one ruling that yeah. that people had. Yeah, and it was for we, you actually. Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you looked at me, you're like, "Yeah, that's how we're playing." Oh, crud. <laughs> I'm like, Jim, back me up here, dude. Uh, no, <laughs> I can't. Good luck. And and that question came up like with that with those specific decks like a yeah. lot, a lot. So it's yeah. like you should probably know the answer to that. Yeah, <laughs> which I, I I found out. So. Yeah. Anyway, um, with with the amount of time you've been in the industry and around these games, like what are some OP kits or prize prize that you've seen from from a lot of these different card games? Um, so, like, w- I know we talked a little bit about Vanguard. Yes. So, yeah. kind of, what have you seen from your experience with Vanguard? So, with Vanguard, when they were having that, um, you know, come in and learn how to play day. Uh, they were giving out the – they had these starter decks that they would just be handing out to people. And uh, they also gave out a couple – it was like a few promo cards in it that were uh, specifically for uh, certain, I guess you say, clans of uh, of the game, mm-hmm. right? So um, – and all of these different card games, most of it is like always promo cards. Yeah. Stuff you can get from the normal set, but it's probably yeah. a foil or it's got a different artwork mm-hmm. to it. Yeah. Um, then there's also game mats as well. Okay. So real quick with promo cards. Yeah. Okay. Tip like when if you ask, if you were to ask me, when I think of a promo card, I think all I think is an alternate art of a card that's readily available. Yeah. Yeah. In, in these much. sets. <laughs> yeah. However, come to find out, there have been certain games who have given out specific who have given out promo cards mm-hmm. that are unique cards. 
I don't know how I feel about that. Uh, neither I don't do like I. that. I don't like that either. <laughs> I don't like, so like for board games, it makes a little more sense, but I still don't like it for board games as well. Well, right. Because I mean, I think typically when we think of board games, we don't, we don't think of board games in the same vein as card games because typically yeah. with board games, you don't think of board games being played in tournament play yeah. for the most part. Yeah. Like card games are the games that you more think of in a competitive yeah, sense. That, that is the competitive game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Now, that's not to say you, you, board games aren't played in competitive sense. Mm. Like they recently had the World Series of Board Gaming, yeah. Um, yeah. which – I don't even know how that went. I just knew that they were doing it, and it was a thing. Yeah. I thought it was cool when I found out Pandemic is can be played competitively, and it's like a it's a two v two setup. Oh, a team, well. team game. Yeah, yeah, it's a team setup, and I was like, oh, that is that is actually really cool. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, when, when I think promo card, I just I just think of a different art. I yeah. think of a different art style yeah, of, normally a, of, of, a, of a regular card. Mm. But I f recently found out that there were games there were games that have done unique promo cards before. So for um, I don't have any data. I just know that <laughs> I've I heard it was a thing, and when I heard it, I'm like, I don't like that. Please don't do that. For so, uh, Glorcana, don't don't if you yeah, do, don't, don't do, do it, don't do it. Ravensburger, no, please, please. Uh, well, no, I think please. they're already on a good start. Like they made those what seven cards, and those are going to be in the main set. It's yeah. just these aren't cards that you can just not get anywhere yeah. else. And I think still get I, I think, and I think that's the way you do it. Yeah. It's like you just you just do a unique uh, a unique art style or a unique yeah. foil treatment. Which again, like Flesh and Blood has done the same thing. Like with their cold, their cold, yeah, the cold foils. foils. I don't even know what that looks like. I don't even know what it looks I like either. I haven't seen it. I just, neither have <laughs> I. I just, again, that's another one of those things where I know what they do and I know it's a thing. Yeah. Um, again, yeah. I'm just not in this space enough for that game to know exactly what they look like. Right. I've heard that they look really, really good. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, just, I just haven't seen one personally myself, unfortunately. For So for Yu-Gi-Oh, um, they tend to have a lot of promos for just like showing up to events. Mm -hmm. But the winner of a lot of the tournaments, I can think of... Two cards off the top of my head, when they were first given out, it was only one copy or like two copies in the world. And it was, they were given to the top one or top two players of the tournaments of like world championship level things, right? And so the first one like was- Like a different art treatment or like a whole new card? It was a brand new card. And um, now, wow. now I believe they- well, the first one they've definitely reprinted. This other one, I don't know if they've reprinted and made. The first okay. one was Crush Card Virus, okay. and uh, the one of the big uh, first tournaments in in Yu-Gi-Oh. And the winner got that card. It was it was easily like ten grand when really? it when it like first dropped. Yeah, wow. Card was big in the show, but it was never an actual thing. Yeah. And um, later on, there was a uh, I forget his name. It was a it was a synchro monster. And I want to say it was around the second generation or third generation. Yeah, third generation of Yu-Gi-Oh! Mm -hmm. And uh, Blood, Blood Mephist. I think it was Blood Mephist. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and yeah, the only way you could get him is winning that one big tournament. Mm. So yeah, it, it's a promo card. Yeah. It's, yeah, it, it is. It is. But it's not a, it is technically a promo card. Yeah, right? but it's not it's, your it's standard a, it's, it's promo card. It's a promotional card. Yeah, but it's just it's a unique prom a very unique card. card. Now the, <laughs> yeah. the the pro the problem you run into right is is if is if um, these companies adopt strategies like this, is if that be card becomes a key cornerstone of a deck yeah. of a specific deck archetype then that can be a big problem and you will and you will get a lot of pushback <laughs> from your community for it. <laughs> yep. That's a big problem you can run into. Yep. Um now I've that's that's something that I've heard like has happened. Um I think that's happened in Yu-Gi-Oh um from from my understanding um if like of one of those cards that they made was huge for mm. like one deck that would just be really strong. Yeah. Yeah. Not that I know of. Okay. At, well, at least not anything to that degree. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I don't believe so. Yeah, but that that is that's a problem you definitely can run into. Yes.
And so it's something you want to avoid. <laughs> oh, actually, so I've, I was learning recently, um, GOAT format in Yu-Gi-Oh! Mm-hmm. A lot of people argue between having uh, Xerian Universe in the format and not having Xerian Universe in the format. Okay. A really, really powerful card. Okay. Uh, and it kind of, it was one of the cards that actually changed up how Yu-Gi-Oh! was played at that time. Okay. And so a lot of people argue it because... Uh, it's just super powerful, mm. right? Yeah. Uh, except people say it's in the format because yeah. it was a part of a tournament, uh, a few select tournaments while it was on pre-release that you were able to play the card and it was still in the time frame of what people consider GOAT format. Got it. Got so it, it was it. the one weekend before that point that period to <laughs> yeah. where people are like yeah. no this is this, this is, is goat cutoff. format yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. right so right. so uh for the people that were able to get it for those tournaments uh-huh. not everyone was able to get it for the tournament it was oh. essentially a promo card yeah so and when they threw it into the decks they were the ones doing so much better than everyone else yeah. in the in the format yeah. at that time yeah. yeah and 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 guys like the 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 reason we say like it's it's a big problem is is the la- the the scarcity of the card on the market? Yeah, it, w- the scarcity of the card in the secondary market. Like, if if you as a company are saying the only way you can get this card is if you win an event, well, what's going to happen when the people who don't win the event want that card for yeah. that one deck? Yeah. Right. Like, if the people who win these tournaments get that card, well, then they develop a a they build a whole new deck specifically around this card mm-hmm. and then that deck ends up just dominating in these tournaments okay <laughs> and then and the, and then the meta shifts and the people find out this is the best deck this is a tier 1 deck mm-hmm. but i need to get the, a, a playset of these cards <laughs> you know that are nowhere to be found correct correct and then the price just skyrockets yeah right mm-hmm. it was already expensive be, because of the of the scarcity Right yeah. on the market, but now that the demand has increased exponentially for the card, what have you done to the price? Well, you've increased the price exponentially. Yep. <laughs> so that's just simple, A simple lot. supply and demand. Yeah. Um, now, before we continue, I did want to mention we 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 kind of touched on this topic um, early on in the podcast. We uh, episode sixteen and seventeen. Uh, sixteen, we talked about the future of organized play, <laughs> and we were specifically referencing Magic the Gathering because that was around the time frame where. Uh, Wizards decided to kill the Pro Tour. Got rid of it. Got rid of it. It has since come back. How's it back? Back. Um, and then the next episode, we talked about our import, our tournaments, important in tabletop. Um, both maybe, those. Maybe well, they listened to that podcast and were like, you know, it's probably a good idea to bring it back. Yeah. They don't listen to it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I just I wanted to get, throw that caveat in there. Um, yeah. Okay. So. Yeah, don't do unique cards that you can only get in one way or another, mm-hmm. right? Um, well, that, that's a weird statement. And only in one way and not another. Correct. There we go. Yeah. There we go. I know what um, you meant. Like if, if, if the one way you can get this card is to win an event, that's <laughs> like I, I, I can understand. I can understand the thought process mm-hmm. if you're someone who's not like heavily involved in the space and you like you don't know what the potential implications could be because like you could make a card that's very unique but Mm -hmm. just that card is just not very good right but then you run into you then you run into the issue of are people going to come out and play (laughs) because i mean let's let's be honest there are the reason some people go to these tournaments is for the prizes oh yeah Oh yeah, hundred percent. And so when your prize, when your prize pool is not is not getting people out the door to play your game, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Like you need you, you need to think of something else, mm-hmm. right? And so like that's that's the other part. That's the other part like of this entire conversation. Um, now my 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 only real experience with organized play um, in in this space is Magic. Okay, and for. Basically, every event that I've ever played in, whether that be an FNM, whether that be uh, an RCQ, PTQ, or any any sort of local event, mm-hmm. okay, um, was a promo card. Basically, you got a promo card upon upon entry. Hey, uh, the, you haven't been a part of an SCG, have you? Not an SCG. Ooh, I haven't fun. done. I, 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 
I, I did I did participate in a magic fest, but that was like a commander fest. Uh, okay. A, a, yeah. That was like a commander fest specifically, um, and you got like a a, a grab bag kind of. But right. the whole reason I went to that was just to have fun and play yeah. the game, right? Yeah. Um, like <laughs> the 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 entry the the uh, those prizes were just gravy essentially, yeah. right? But the most recent event that I played in, I got a uh, promo lava spike. And the the if you got if you got top eight, I think it was top eight got a uh, Nikthos, a shrine. Nikthos, the land. Yeah, the, yeah, the shrine. Gives you devotion the, mana. Yeah, correct. Oh, correct. Okay. And so that card was going for like over hundred bucks. I want to say on the secondary market. <laughs> sounds about right. Right. And so I'm like, I, like that was the reason. I'm like, I will go to try and get this Nikthos. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, I'm like, I'm already gonna get the lava spike. <laughs> And because it was the first, I, it was the first X number we're able to get the lava spike because he only had right. X so amount many. of copies, yeah. right? Um, <clears throat> excuse me, but top eight got the Nikdos, so I'm like, all right, I'm really gonna try and get this top eight, get top eight, so I can get the Nikdos because I, I I'll be stoked, I, I'll be ecstatic <laughs> just to get that. Not not only that, but like top eighting would be really yeah. would be real would be really great too. Yeah. Um, but that was the event where game one I played in the mirror a mirror match. And I won in three, and I felt I felt so good. <laughs> I felt great after winning. That we won't game. talk about the rest of that. Tournament. We will not. Well, to to be okay. honest, though, okay. it was a gr- it was a really good tournament for me. <laughs> it was a really good tournament. I didn't do super great, mm-hmm. um, but I felt like I learned a lot. Yeah, and like the the overall experience was just really beneficial for me. Yeah, it was really beneficial, but. <laughs> I hate Omnath. Ah, <laughs> uh, that Omnath deck. Oh my goodness! I don't think I you have to worry so about it anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> it's just at that time, yeah. like it was, it was like everywhere. Yeah. Um. So, but yeah, I don't. I don't think. I don't think it is. It's really. Yeah, I think they stopped it now. Yeah. What they get rid of? Was it Omnath that they got rid of? No. Yorian. No, it was Yorian. They got rid of. It was Yorian. Yeah, that yeah, was a that problem. Was a problem. Yeah, it was Yorian. Big problem. Oh, I hated that card so much. <laughs> oh. So, um, but yeah, my, my, my biggest experience with organized play in this space has been through Magic the Gathering, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and they've, they've done play mats too. Um, a lot of yep. play mats. Yep. Game days that they'll have at local card games or local game stores that, uh, you know, we'll say like, I don't know, a random set, Rivals of Ixalan. <laughs> so like there was a set that came out a while ago and, uh, and they gave this playmat, which actually looked a lot more different than all of the other ones that they ever made previously, mm-hmm. where it'd have like one of the main characters on it, and then it would say champion on it. Or mm. if it was our devastation, it said mastermind. Oh beautiful. Sick. Nice. Beautiful playmat. Nice. And then I believe it was Torment of Hellfire oh, uh, yeah. artwork and then Mastermind. Yeah. It was gorgeous. Nice. Um but for Rivals of Ixalan, they had a map of kind of like the world or mm. Ixalan itself, or I guess, it, which is a world, right? Yeah, right. Um, and uh, the person who got second place, I'm sure, would have been extremely upset <laughs> um, that they didn't get this play map. Did it was get, a really cool play Did he play get map. second? Yeah, no, he got second. No way. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, he got second. He was so upset. What deck was What, what was he playing? Uh, no, he was playing Burn. Oh, surprise, and, surprise. And so... <laughs> And so me Noah uh, always plays burn. <laughs> the uh the the funny thing was I still remember that day and and uh I was on one side of the table. Um so let's let's say Noah was where you were and then Jeremy was on the other side. I was pretty much here and then Avi yeah, Avi was on the other side of the table and we're both watching Noah play this and I was just like Oh my god, he should have done this. He's misplaying so oh, badly. And man. uh and and like I see Avi's eyes and he looks up at me. I'm like, I know. <laughs> and then like it happened a few times and Avi I still see Avi looking at me and I'm like, over here. <laughs> so we we step to the side and we start talking. Side, uh, sidebar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I pull him aside and uh and yeah, we were we were just talking about it, so yeah, no, he got second. He got oh, his playmat wow. stolen from him. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, goodness gracious. Yeah, because he can't play. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to tell him to w- listen yeah, to this listen episode. Yeah, listen to this episode. Yeah. <laughs> I did not know that. Um, yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah that, was a, that was a day. Wow. Was a now, day. was that at Grapple? Yeah, it was at okay, Grapple. Okay, that was at Grapple. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
So one of the other things that Grapple did, like for FNM specifically, okay, mm-hmm. and one thing that I liked, okay, was um, you got uh, you got a certain amount of packs for your a number of wins, certain amount of wins. Yeah. And so packs packs were always I'm I'm I am perfectly happy getting like X number of packs because mm-hmm. it, it was like any. It was essentially any set. You could get packs from any set. Now yeah. they did it did it they did scale to like depending on the set. Yeah. Like you yeah. could like get two packs of, of a standard set and then like one pack of some other set. Yeah. So like an eternal how, set or how they used set. to have it was it used to just be like depending on how many players, it would be like top two or top three were the only ones that got packs. Mm-hmm. Right. And then he took a vote of being like and it was also four rounds. Uh, he then took a vote, just seeing what everyone wanted to do, mm-hmm. cutting it down to three rounds. Mm-hmm. But then for every win, you would get a pack. So mm-hmm. even if you came in last place, but you got one win, right, then you would still regardless be able to get a pack. Yeah. And then it um, it then was if you went two and one, you would get two packs. But if you went three and oh, you would get five packs. Mm, yeah. So and a few times there were multiple people that would end up going three oh. Yeah. Depending on how big the event was. One of the things that I liked and, and obviously this this differed from individual to individual what they did with their packs. Right. Yeah. Um. But there would be people who you could who would just say, um, they'd open the packs, right? And if they didn't want anything in, in there, they would just the card would stay. Like that yeah. there'd be people who would donate the cards to the shop and like, all right, here you can you can draft chat. Dra- draft chat. Well, right. But like even if there were good cards, like you yeah. know, yeah. you just give it back to the shop and they could sell them. Yeah, right. You could give it to the store or you just give it to some little kid who Correct. got literally nothing. Correct. Just be like, here you go, Correct. man. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And then they're happy regardless. And again, and that was just a whole community thing, right? Yeah. Like the community just got, I don't want to necessarily say the community <laughs> got together, but like, I think it, there was just an, a kind of an understanding of yeah. like, everyone was just doing, doing like what's best for themselves, but also kind of just looking out for everyone else yeah. in the community and yeah. the shop, which was great. Like it's, it's so great being a part of a community like that. Yeah. I don't know if you remember the kid Dominic there. Okay. Um, his his ma would be the one who would bring me in like pastries. Oh yeah, every now and again. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and there was one day where I cracked a box of I think Throne of Eldraine. Took like all the rares, you know, every, all the yeah, rares yeah. and above. Yeah. And I was just like, I really don't want the rest of this stuff. So I'm just like, here you go, kid. Here's a box of commons yeah, and yeah. uncommons. Commons and uncommons, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, you can make somebody really happy when you do. Something oh yeah. Like oh, hundred percent. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, so that that's kind of what our local shop did. Yeah. Um, and like what each individual shop does, like obviously is just gonna differ, right? But I think where it starts is like what do the what does the designer do? Like what kind of support do they provide? Right. Yeah. And that's where it starts. And honestly, like for a lot of small shops, that's what they depend on. Yeah. They hundred oh, yeah. percent depend on that. So if there is not the if if the game doesn't have a good OP kit to entice the local community to come and play the game, they are SOL because they, they, yeah. you know, they, I, I don't, I see it's, it's tough because like there's, there's kind of a dual responsibility there, right? Because any sort of organized play involves two things, the manufacturer slash designer, right? The designer of the game, and like the big company, right? Yeah. But then also it 100% depends on individual local stores and local shops and local communities to put on the events, yeah. right? But if there is no support from the top, okay, then it is very possible and probable that if these local shops want to bring people in and put on large tournaments, they could potentially go out of you know go go bankrupt right they're a little bit a little bit of hyperbole there yeah. right a little bit of hyperbole but not really right like if if you think it about it it could cost a lot it could yeah. cost them a lot of money yeah. it could cost it could cost them the game and what i mean by that is they could start putting a lot of sinking a lot of money into these events and if they don't see any return on it they just look at the bottom line and say yeah. well i've put on so many set events and I've lost so much money, so I'm just going to stop supporting this game entirely. Yep. And a lot of that comes back to local owners being smart 
and how they run their events. Okay. Mm. But, but, and like this is a big but, if they don't have support from the designers, if they don't have good OP kits for these games, mm. then it's it's all on the, sh- the local shop. Like it's all on their shoulders. Yep. And like if they have a certain, like if they've got a love for a game and that designer has no organized play system, they don't manufacture organized play kits. So they're not getting the support. If that owner wants to grow the game around, grow their community around this game, then it's a hundred percent up to that shop. Yeah, and like I've really thought about this because like there's a lot of games that I'm like, oh, dude, I love this game. It's <laughs> this game is so cool. This game's a lot of fun. Yeah, but if I want to really grow it in my own community. I need to find other people who play the game. But if there's no, let, let's just even say there's no one who plays the game, okay? Yeah. If I want to put on events, then I got to figure out a way to, what am I going to have as prizes? Like, what what am I going to do to entice people to come play this game? Yeah. Okay. And then I'm going to have to put on the event. So, like, it's it costs time and money, right? And so if you don't have, if you're not recouping some of that, like, from, like, a prize support system, then... You know, it's, normally, it's, it's tougher to do. Normally the argument is time or money, yeah. but in this case it is both, yeah, it's, it's both. <laughs> because, yeah. well, now you're the one who's have to sets up all this stuff right. and then you have to have good enough prizing for the stuff as well. So then it's, it's a bit of both. So, so talking about prize support, right? Yeah. In my mind, you can never go wrong with cards and playmats. I don't think you can yeah. ever go wrong with that. Yeah, no. Mm-hmm. Right. But it's when you stray from that is when you start to run into problems. <laughs> now, one thing that I did hear, I don't know if you knew this, but Flesh and Blood, okay. the, there was a thing where they had water bottles, like quality like water bottles apparently. Okay. And like those are really popular within the community apparently. Wow. Um, All right. And, and that was – I think that was pretty soon once they started doing um, organized play for the yeah. game. Um, yeah, that was just something I had heard. I'm like, huh, <laughs> that's interesting. Yu-Gi-Oh was doing dice for a while, uh, D6s. Really? And uh, yeah, so there's there's actually these, I guess they call themselves dice hunters or die hunters. Okay. I don't know, something along something, those lines. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they have like one for every single attribute uh, in Yu-Gi-Oh. So yeah, the, the like elements of it, right? Light, oh, darkness, yeah, yeah. earth, gotcha. fire, sure. blah, blah, blah. Sure. Uh, so they have one of each of those, but then they have... They started making more dice as well, so people uh-huh. are just trying to go out and get all these dice. Mm-hmm. And it was from these organized play kits that Yu-Gi-Oh was was uh, sending out to people. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I was actually kind of surprised because normally you don't do anything with dice in Yu-Gi-Oh at all. It's like, oh, roll to see who goes first. That's mm-hmm. it. Yeah, yeah, right. So like, <laughs> that's what are, pretty much what, it. Yeah, like, so it's like, what's the reason that they're manufacturing these dice? Exactly. Because there's just no utility within the game itself. <laughs> yeah. Well, do yeah. they have like count? Like they, I mean, they use stuff for counters. They they do counters, but it's 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 very rare. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So like like for me, give me a playmat. Give me some cards. Yep. <laughs> like even. Like That's the promos, one thing like, card game players need. Both correct. Of. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, and so, uh, you know, like, like I mentioned, like I specifically came out to an event for that Nikthos to yeah. try and see if I can win that Nikthos. Yeah. Okay. And that's what, and that's how you're going to draw players. Like you really, like prize support is huge. And like, yeah. and, and honestly, we've talked about this before, right? Within our own community grapple, mm-hmm. right? Like, can you talk talk a little bit about like what Grapple did? Because there were people who specifically now didn't didn't weren't you saying like pe- did people leave to go somewhere else because of there yeah. was you were saying something about like just the prize part was not there. Yeah. So um, earlier when I was saying they made that shift from top three players yeah. would get prizing yeah. into this new one. Correct. If you did end up getting like first place, right? Say you went to 3-0 right. um, and you got first place in the new setup, you would actually get less packs than you would in the previous uh, format for it. Yeah, right. Okay. Right. So now with people that – uh, and it also went from a pretty competitive scene mm-hmm. from before the change to it was now a lot more casual mm-hmm. because it was just like, well, I, you know, if I go 3-0, I'm still getting less packs than what I previously was. Right. And 
Um, now I can just mess around and have a lot more fun. And even if I go one and two, I'm still walking away with a pack, mm. you know, regardless. Yeah. And, um, and it caused a lot of those older players that were more competitive to either stop playing the game or go elsewhere. Mm. So yeah, that was, uh, that was one of the huge differences. And it also brought down the rounds as well from four or five rounds down to it was just three rounds no matter what. Now, now my understanding, too, because that was strictly what Grapple was doing just on a local level because there were no organized play kits for FNM. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, that was just for them. And then their prizing were packs that he would pretty much, you know, take the loss on. Did what? Did Wizards does, maybe you know this, maybe you don't. Does Wizards provide any sort of prize support for FNM's local Friday Night Magics, or or has that just turned into like the acronym FNM, like Friday Night Magic, and then Wizards just kind of just is all kind of hands off, and it's just completely up to local shops to do what they want. Yeah, so I believe that there were promo cards that were given out to them. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they stopped that at some point, but I only remember a couple of cards Mm. that were like that, and that was during my early stages of playing. Yeah, yeah. I think they did stop that at some point. I think I had heard that as well. Um, But again, this is well before my time as well. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I think now it's just gotten to the point to where like Friday Night Magic is just like every local (laughs) store, like every local store... Like has their own Friday Night Magic, and it's just the like last, that's just the the thing that you. The say. last one I can think of was the Fatal Push. Oh, and that really? Was, that was a long time ago. Yeah, because Fatal Push came out in Kaladesh or Kaladesh or Aether. Yeah, regardless. Yeah, that um, and then I want to say they came out with the promo. It was either around that time or shortly after. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's the last promo card that I remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah, little puppy. Yeah, Harley, dog, get though. down. <laughs> My dog. Come Hello, on, puppy. Honey. Come on, honey. Lie down, sweetie. Lie down, sweetie. Yeah, people listen and watch. And like, what are they doing over there? It's a doggo. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, so, all right. So this kind of leads us into what we're looking for in mm-hmm. Lorcana. Okay. So you know, we, we we talk we talk about price support, right? Yeah. Um, what we've seen, what, what we've seen works and what we've seen that kind of doesn't work. Also, there was, there was some game. I, I, this is another anecdotal thing, but I don't remember what game this was, but there, they had an OP kit was like a drawstring bag and some t-shirts and they didn't have the proper size for, uh, certain people and all they had was like people I feel like. I don't like, know why am anyone, I going to go to an event for that? I don't that? know a single person who wears a small or a medium. <laughs> I have little cousins, little nieces, nephews, and I don't even think they wear, wear a small. I guess and my there kid, are three. I guess okay. my, my kids. My kids would. <laughs> it's funny because like when we had our event, like we had some extra shirts. Yeah. We got for them like they were a little bit larger, but you know, they're their they're they are their bedtime shirts now. <laughs> they like wearing them to bed. That's funny. <laughs> I will tell you though, it's adorable seeing my kids just say hobbies and happiness when they got yeah. shirts. I'm like, that's just so cute. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, back to it. Back to it. Back to it. Yeah, back to it. Um so, okay. yeah, the shirts were too small for most of the people. <laughs> yeah. So like I, I talked about this before, okay, but Lorcana, what I would look for, I mean, as far as organized play goes, promo cards and play mats. Like yeah. I'd be perfectly I'd be perfectly well and good with that. Dude, I can't wait to get an Elsa play mat. Oh yeah. You know what would be sick? You know what, what? would be sick is what? the ice castle. Yes. That would be sick. Uh, yeah. so kind of kind of like where you have like those landscape shots, uh, right? Yeah. You have the ice castle and then you see a very small Elsa walking up to <laughs> walking it. Walking up to it. Right? Yeah. Uh that would be sick. Yeah. Well, I I, I want to see some I want to see some uh landscape artwork like that. 100%. Some some location cards maybe. <laughs> Who knows, man? But that would be that would be a sick piece of artwork. Mm-hmm. That'd be a sick piece of artwork so for a playmat. Cool so, so many cool oh, ones. Oh yeah, they so can many do, great man. ones. Yeah. So playmats, playmats, and you, you cannot go wrong with playmats and promo cards. Now, now I also want to get a, a view of uh, China from Mulan as well, like oh, where they have yeah, it like the, slab in the center and like all the extra rows of the buildings off to the sides, or or uh, or the uh, the party. 
right? When she goes up, when she goes up to see the the king, I think. Oh, right? yeah. And then you've got the the dragon, yeah. like the paper dragon or whatever. <laughs> yeah, that, that 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 that's a scene. Yeah. That would be a perfect scene yeah. for for oh, man, for a shot so like that. Cool ones they I could know, do. Or right? or even or even if they just take uh, the photo where it's around the house where the tree is, there's yeah, the small yeah. pond. Mulan's the, house or whatever. Yeah, it's the, the family oh, house. Man, it would be yeah. so. There's just those, I can't wait. Yeah, there's so much great. There's so much wait. great artwork potential. Yeah. Like, and it's like you, th- that artwork doesn't even necessarily have to be a, like on a card or anything. It's just yeah. you've put, you put it on a you put the artwork just on a plane. Yeah, so, easy. So question, question. Do you think? Do you think? Again, Ravensburger is widely known for their puzzles. Yes. Widely known for the puzzles. Okay. So I think if you ask me, I think it's a given that they're going to do that, that they'll do <laughs> puzzles for, for the game a I little bit. So. Just because it's, it's kind of what they do as a company, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, but my question would be is are, would they manufacture playmats? Do you think they would do playmats? Do you think they'd get into something like that? Uh, I mean, if, if they don't. I mean, some like somebody will, th- yeah. like somebody will. Th- there will be a company that fills that gap. Somehow. They could even make because, like, a puzzle that matches the playmats. <laughs> well, and you yeah, build yeah, it on right, it. yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Use it as like an outline, yeah, kind exactly, of. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but I mean, like you know, you, like Magic, right? Wizards of the Coast, Ultra Pro does all of their official yeah. um, accessories. So yeah. Ultra Pro does all of their official playmats and stuff. Yeah. So we could, like, I'm sure we could see another company fill that gap, like fill that role somehow. Yeah. Ultra that, Pro will do it. <laughs> yeah, like whether that be Ultra Pro, Ultra Pro or Game Genic or one of these yeah. other game accessory companies, True. right, who is like that's their entire business model is yeah. tabletop game accessories, yeah. okay? Um, so I'll be, I'd will be i be interested to see. And honestly, if you ask me, I think that's what would happen is there would be another company that steps in to fill that role. Um, also, uh, do we know if it's standard size cards? I assume so for Lorcan. I don't know. I believe so, but I don't know if we have confirmation on that okay. or not. I mean, someone um, who bought it probably. Well, it's going to say, exactly. yeah, like if we've um, – we, we, we could very well look at the promos yeah. and anyone who has promo cards and see if they're – I believe they're standard size. Yeah. Um, if anyone's listening, watching, comment, Which comment, let us know we're gonna wh- have whether, whether or not. We're going to have six sleeves for our Magic decks. Yeah, that's again, again, <laughs> sleeves is going to be another one, which which brings up a good point. Um, would do you think sleeves would be a good prize for these OP kits? Yeah, yeah you I think do. so? Yeah, I do. I mean, because I, I don't know a lot of people who don't sleeve up their cards. Well, right, right, and especially if it's collector pieces, then at that point. And the further time goes on, they just become harder and harder to find. Okay, so here's my here's I my like th- here's my thing with with sleeves. Yeah, the moment you open it and start using it, the utility goes down yep. because they will they will they they will deteriorate over time. Yep. Period. They are going to deteriorate over time. Double sleeve. <laughs> but even then, it's just just yeah. from use, yeah. just from usage. Yeah. Right. So that's why I'm just like. Like as a collector piece, sure. But when I buy sleeves, it's like I want to use them and to be able to see the artwork yeah. on it, right? Yeah. So that's where I I don't I don't know where I would be at when it comes to sleeves <laughs> as prize support. Yeah. For like Lorcana or any of these card games. Well, all right, maybe not. I don't know if unless, I'd say unless unless it's the only place you can get those sleeves. Yes. If that's the only place you can get those sleeves. Yeah. Well, that's why I'd like yeah, it. Okay. Okay. So that yeah. that okay. So if that's like every six months they change it up or something, and you could never get those sleeves again. Yeah, that's actually not bad. Like, it, like if 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 they made it to where every like every six months they yeah. did a new set round of sleeves, and the only way you get those sleeves, yeah. so that way you knew you knew you were always going to be able to to have yeah. to have sleeves that were in good condition that you could use for for a yeah. deck. Yeah, that I like that. And they don't I even like have that. to make it just pure like prize. It could just be, you know, show up and it could have been a part of the grab o- bag or OP something. OP kit, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. basically yeah. the just whole conversation of OP events. kits. Correct, yeah. correct, correct. Not necessarily mm-hmm. prize as as winning, but even just yeah. for showing up. Yeah, yeah. Because which that, would be amazing. Because well, right. But like as card game players, we all need sleeves. Yeah. Right. And so like if you make it to where this is this is a show up, you get this for entering. I think that that'd be a that I actually think that'd be a good one. Yeah. I, I honestly I didn't think about it like that. Mm-hmm. 
Because my mind was going more towards like secondary market yeah. and like like the ability to sell them, which I'm which, like so is mine. Well, right, which <laughs> it's you just could, mine were limited. Well, right, right, right. Yeah. But I think I think you may if you make it to where it's a price for showing up. I like that idea. Yeah, I really do like that. Mm-hmm. So it, it uh, again like there's two there's two sides to it, right? It's it's the prize, but then also who gets it and how you get it. Like that's another thing. Yeah. So like if we talk about sleeves for the winner and only the winner, I don't like that as much. Yeah, no, I don't like that at all. But I really do like everyone who comes out and signs up for the event gets gets a box of the sleeves. Although I like that. Although I I don't think uh I would be against it if say like um they had an artwork for, you know, whatever the event was or the events, and the winner got one that had the exact same artwork but just said, like, champion on it or something or like that. Or it was that. signed or yeah, something or, like yeah, that. or it could have been signed or, or whatever yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. So then you theirs it, but would yeah. be different. I like that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You know, kind of yeah. the same thing with the playmat. Yeah. It says champion it's on correct. it, and yeah. everyone else yeah. could also get the playmat. Yeah, but. yeah. Now there's 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 so many great ideas. Mm-hmm. Like I think I think when you make it about cards yeah. and the accessories, yeah. then you get you oh, get 100%. you get you get communities excited. Hundred percent. You get communities excited. Yeah. But the moment you do like, um, now they get to customize their yeah you their get layout the essentially. Yeah. <laughs> and like that's like as card game players, that's what we're all about. Yeah. Like customizing yeah. our own place, <laughs> our play style, our play mat, our play area. Yeah. And I, um, I that's one thing I've noticed. I love having just rare play mats and yeah. rare card sleeves. Yeah. I went out of my way for Vanguard to find some sleeves that have that weren't being produced in the last like five years. Yeah. And it only came from one specific event that yeah. was from four years ago. And mm-hmm. I had some dude mail me some from Japan. Really? Yeah. I could not find these anywhere. I was looking for weeks, and so, I finally got. So them. I have a playmat. You know this playmat. It is a playmat of Stitch and oh, Toothless. Yeah. Dude, I'd steal that in a heartbeat. Toothless is the dragon <laughs> from How to Train Your Dragon. Toothless is dressed like Stitch, and Stitch is dressed like Toothless. Every time I bring that playmat out to an LGS, I get comments. <laughs> yep. People love it. They love the playmat. Yep. I just bought it on Amazon. I found it on Amazon. <laughs> And I saw it, and I'm like, I have to have this playmat. It's play super cool. And I love super it. Super cool. Uh, so, uh, yeah, that's one where I would need to get another. <laughs> I want to get another one just, just to have another one. Yeah. Like, I have I have, I have, have it, like, sitting out on my desk over there. Um, I think my light's on it over there. Um, but I, I, I use that all the time, mm-hmm. and I love it. So, um, Is that your favorite playmat? Is that my – like, that I own? Yeah. Is that my favorite playmat that I own? I think so. Yeah. Okay. I think so. Okay. I really do. I think I think it is. And now our upset. dog is puppy. And now our my dog is crying. <laughs> okay. Um yeah, so there's again, I think so is is this a statement you would agree with that um making it about cards and the accessories are good price price supports. 100%. Yeah. 100%. The, the moment the moment you get outside of that um is when we st- I don't want to necessarily say you start to have problems, but is when you could run into them. Yeah, it's just like so much more, I guess you say, yeah, like so much more inclusive and it's specifically what everyone in your game needs, right? Like, well, we're going to put quotes around needs um, because having the playmat makes it to where, you know, if you're playing on a dirty table, you tend to keep your cards a bit more clean. Yeah, right. Sleeves, same thing. And promo cards, if they are if they ever made one that was just like a lower rarity and you're like, I really want this foil. Yeah. And they make it, the card a foil. Right. Then, uh, yeah. yeah. Or a different artwork that right. you, that you right. love so much more because now you're seeing right. one of your favorite characters in this completely different pose. And right. now it's, you know, it adds more, um, more character to your deck specifically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so alternate, and we've talked about alternate arts before. Like I, yeah, I, I love, I, I will always love just alternate <laughs> arts. Period. Yeah, because we talked about secret layers. Yeah, right, right. And I think, I think in general, card game players really do like that kind of stuff as well. Yeah. So, um, all right. With that, we're gonna kick it over to you. Um, for those of you specifically in the Lorcana community, I want to know, like, what kind of, what are you looking for when it comes to organized play support? Um, what are you going to be looking for in these OP kits? You know, sleeves, cards, playmats, or is there something else? I think the three big ones that we touched on are cards, playmats, 
and sleeves. Yeah. Those are like the three big ones, um, which are like the three biggest accessories, mm -hmm. right? Um, I mean, dice kind of are also another accessory as well. Oh, yeah. Um, Especially um, for magic. Yeah, right. Um, so, like, what what's something else that you would be looking for? Um, like, what kind of prize support would you be looking for in Lorcana or any other card game? Money. <laughs> money is money's big. Money can buy money's you those nice. accessories. Yes, yes, it can. <laughs> so, um, yeah, let us let us know down below. Shoot us an email. Let us know what what would you be looking for in an OP kit for Disney Lorcana. We'd love to know. And with that, with that, it's the card of the week. Yay! It is the card of the week, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Finally. My favorite card of the week. Your, your favorite card of the week. It's not. It's not. But it's a good I, card. I like this card. Yeah. Um, I like this card for one reason. Uh, well... I think I think I like this card just because this was this this was a pet card in like my land. He deck. only has one reason as to why he likes this card, no other. Yeah, um, but this was one of my this was one of my pet cards in my lands deck for yeah. Magic. So okay. it is a Magic the Gathering card. It is a land. The land is Deserted Temple. It is a land where it has the ability you can tap it to add one colorless mana to your mana pool. Not that great. Right, not that great. Card's bad. Card's bad. <laughs> but it has another ability. You can pay one and tap it to untap target land. Ooh. So it's just an untapper, right? Yeah. The ability to untap your land. So a combo enabler. Correct. Big combo enabler. <laughs> very, very big combo enabler. So um, like if you if you can untap, say a land that I don't know, like a cabal coffers, where you can tap it for a lot of black mana, a lot of mana, or a uh, Gaia's <laughs> Cradle, um, or or a uh, flipped um, Ascanta. Oh, yes, please. <laughs> there's so many. <laughs> there's so many uses for Deserted Temple. Yeah, right. It's yeah. just it's it's it. Initially, like I thought it was like just a, it was a very innocuous card, mm. right? And I'm just like I looked at it and I'm like, oh, this is just like why, 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 why would I do this? But then when I started playing a lot of lands matter synergies, yep. um, and just that yep. resource manipulation, I'm like, oh man, there's there's <laughs> a lot, there's a so much potential here, yeah. so much potential. And then and then when you get and then when you just learn about like. Uh, your trigger, your your triggered abilities, where like when something, a land en enters the battlefield or something, you can untap, you can untap a land off of like a certain a certain triggered effect, right? And then in response to it, you tap itself, and then you tap this to untap it, but then you can untap this and then tap it again. There's just there's so many different things, and one of the things that like helped me as a player, like learning and learning the stack, right? And how to manipulate it. It really kind of started with these lands <laughs> decks for me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because when because like the question that you're trying to you're trying to answer is what line can I do that's going to provide me with the most amount of mana possible? Yeah. And a lot of a lot of times that involves manipulate like manipulating the stack, manipulating Manipulating your cards in one way or another, right? If you're new to magic, learn the stack. It's the most important thing you can do it, in the it game. Absolutely is. 100%. 100%. <laughs> 100%. So, yeah, Deserted Temple, seemingly innocuous card, but can be very powerful. Oh, yeah. Can be 100%. very powerful in the right shell. Yeah. Like, even, even just the ability just to untap <laughs> something that generated 10 mana for you is huge. Like, uh, that will not be downplayed, right? But if you can turn that into... You tap it, pay one, tap it to untap something. In response, okay. In response, um, you tap you tap that other thing, and then you tap this other artifact, and then untaps this desert mm -hmm. temple, yeah. and then you're able to tap your biggest, your largest mana producing land over and over and over and yeah. over again. Yeah, it's just it, it's great. You could even untap a man land, and uh, 
either block with it or mm-hmm. uh, you know activate it now for mana or yeah. you know if if it is worth it at that point mm-hmm. probably not because you're paying the two mana essentially but if you do need colored mana it could possibly be worth it because mm-hmm. that thing only does produce the colorless correct yeah so. yeah or or if you have a lot of blockers that uh, are somehow <laughs> lands and yeah. then your opponent thinks True. everything your opponent thinks everything's untapped or excuse yeah. me tapped. And then they swing, yeah. and then you're able to untap something to then be able to block to mm-hmm. block with it. Yeah. Like you, you can catch and catch your opponent yeah. by surprise. Have some things. What's the uh, what's the is it Dryad Arbor? Yeah, Dryad Arbor. Dryad Arbor. Uh, love that card. Mm-hmm. And if you are hiding it from your opponent, you know, just chilling in yeah. the back row, <laughs> and it's you know you're fully tapped except for two lands, and you're like, you know, I'm, I got nothing on board, man. What are you gonna do to me? <laughs> and then you're like, oh, let's tap, untap my yeah. creature, go into block. <laughs> yeah. yep. yep. Which they had to do a ruling on that. You can't be hiding that card. Really? Yeah. Yeah, you can't. Yeah. The only thing you can have in line with your lands, lands. are your lands. Are your lands. So when p- other people also put the artifact, the, yeah. the mana rocks mm-hmm. in there, I'm like, you shouldn't be doing that, but like, we're not in tournaments, so I don't right. really care. Right. I just don't want right. you to get used to that. Right. Because right. it's not how it's right. supposed to be. Right. Right. Keep all your different card types separate from yes. your lands. Yes. Okay. Your lands are special. Treat them <laughs> that way. <laughs> like this one. It's special. Like that one. It's, it's very special. So Yeah. It's not basic. It's not basic. <laughs> <laughs> Although it could be basic with uh, this one new card, uh, did you? Did you? That's not the card of the week. No, Dan. it's it's not the card of the week. Okay, it's not the card of the yeah, week. I know about it, Dan. Oh. I know about this <laughs> stupid card. Oh my goodness! I I have to find it real quick. I gotta find this thing. Um, <laughs> where where did I, where did we where did I put this? Uh, it is it it's somewhere, guys. Uh, new here it is. New new release. Okay. The artwork, the artwork on it is just is sick. Okay, it's called <laughs> Root Path Purifier. That's three and a green for an Elf Druid, three four. Lands you control and land cards in your library are basic. <laughs> you know why that's powerful? Why is that powerful? Because <laughs> you can find non basics when you crack a. Um, the fetch. Uh, any well, any fetch. Any fetch. And literally, literally any fetch that <laughs> will that you can cultivate to find any land, any land, not just basic lands. When when the yeah. cards that say search your land for search your library for a basic land and put it on the battlefield tapped, yeah. that now includes every single land everything. card, everything. So now you can go find two fetch lands to then crack those two, yeah. and now you deck then four cards. Yeah, yeah it's what <laughs> when when I saw that card, I'm like, uh, what now? Excuse you me. You know why I really hate Excuse it? Me? Price of prog or price for progress or price of progress? Oh uh, yeah. Deal. Yeah. <laughs> Deal two damage to your opponent for each non-basic land that they have. Oh, They're all basics. They're all basics. <laughs> They're all basics. They're all basics. <laughs> and not to mention Blood Moon. Yeah, Blood, Blood Moon, Moon is yep, just exactly. like, yeah, I guess I yep, got nothing. I guess I got you know. nothing now. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, did you see that seven drop from from Brother? From Brother. It's uh yeah, whatever the new set is. Brothers, Brothers War. War, yeah, yeah, right. It's uh it's a seven drop, seven attack, five uh five toughness. And uh, it it kind of reminds me of Worm Coil Engine, but it's not. So it's like when it dies, or oh no, it has ward, deal damage to player or target equal to its power. And it's a seven attack for seven mana. As soon as I saw it, I'm like, dude, this is great for Tron. Phyrexian Flesh Gorger. Yeah, that's Se- it. A 7-5 artifact creature Phyrexian Worm with prototype. Yes. So it says prototype one and two black for 3-3. Three, three. Prototype is you may cast this spell with different mana cost, color, and size. It keeps its abilities and types. Okay. But it also has Menace and Lifelink with Ward, pay life equal to Phyrexian Flesh Gorger's power. So good. Oh, wow. Dude, it's so good, man. Wow. I love this card. With Menace and Lifelink? With Menace and Lifelink. It's kind of, it's like a little bit like uh, the- uh, Worm Coil Engine? Worm Coil Yeah, it's kind of like- A little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> 
It wow. doesn't turn into the, you know, like the two little worms that yeah, are yeah. three threes. Correct. And, uh, and have either Death Touch or Lifelink, or life yeah. where this one does have Menace. So you do, it does take two things to block it, but it still has the, the, the Lifelink. Life yeah. And if you ever target it with anything to where the worm coil, its defense is, it sprouts into two little ones. Yeah. Where this one is just like, you're going to eat seven damage. Is it any target or is it phase? Huh? Uh, the damage. Uh, the it's ward. Ward, but, pay yeah. life equal to Phyrexian Fletch Gorge's power. Okay. So, yeah, they have so to it's pay. Yeah, so, you, got, you okay, have to pay cool. life. Gotcha, you got to pay gotcha. life points okay, for gotcha. it. Yes, correct. So, it's, uh, it's amazing because it's just like, all right, well, if you do try to kill it, you're still eating seven damage. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. So Love this card. It's going in Tron. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, that... Uh, we we got sidetracked a little bit, but oh, that right. was that was this right. week's card of the week. What so, was the card? Uh, deserted, deserted temple. temple, deserted yes. temple. Yes. That's the one. Yeah, yeah. So, got 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 a little talk about magic in for the day. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Well, uh, Jim, where can people find you on the internet? Yeah, you guys can find me on Twitter, Twitch, and Instagram at Jim Morgan H N H. You guys can find me on Twitter at underscore DJ Campbell and on Instagram at daniel.g.campbell. Head over to our website, www.hobbiesandhappiness.com. Find links to all our social platforms there as well as our YouTube. If you haven't yet, head over to our YouTube channel. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. And if you're watching, if you're watching on YouTube, don't forget to hit that like button as well. Helps yes. us out in the algorithm. Um, all right. Well, again, before we get out of here, I want to kick it back to you guys. Mm-hmm. What are you what are you looking forward to with Lorcana and organized play? We know it's going to be a thing. We know organized play is going to be a thing. We just yeah. don't know how much of a thing it's going to be. Yeah. Okay. And Lorcana is going to be one of those games to where we're not the target market. We're probably not the biggest target market for the game. Okay. But we're going to be really interested in it oh, anyway. Might be. <laughs> we're going to see what that secondary market's like, Dan. We yeah, might be. Yeah, right. Right. <laughs> So, um, yeah, but again, let us know down below what you're looking forward to with organized play and Lorcana, and then we'll, we're going to keep this conversation going. I feel like this is a conversation that is definitely not going anywhere. Definitely not within the card game space, but also with Lorcana as well. It's just what are we? What are you looking for? And it's 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 those. It's one of those questions that is always going to be talked about within each of these different communities around each of our each of these games. Right. Because that's how these communities grow mm-hmm. and that's how the that's how everyone gets a better. Right. Yep. So. Um, all right. That's all we got for you today. Thanks, everybody, for being here. And uh, we'll catch you in the next episode. See everybody. Take care. Oh,